fellow masters in the making, I am your host, Mike Miller, and I want to welcome you to Simple Self Mastery. Simple Self Mastery is a self-help podcast dedicated to giving you the best in health, wealth, love, happiness, and a little peace of mind every single week. I am excited and honored to welcome our guest today, Mike Salemi. Mike Salemi's journey in strength and conditioning started at the age of 15 as a competitive powerlifter. At 19, Mike became a WABDL world champion in the bench press and deadlift. Currently, as a kettlebell sport competitor, Mike has achieved the ranking master of sport and became a 2017 WAKSC world champion in long cycle. Professionally, Mike has served as the head strength and conditioning coach for Santa Clara University men's tennis, as well as been the trainer to a range of elite athletes in MMA, Taekwondo, Jiu-Jitsu, powerlifting, baseball, kettlebell sport, and more. Through his unique approach, Mike has been able to integrate a form of high-performance athletic training using a holistic model. His focus is teaching educational workshops, certifications, and creating programs that build more balanced athletes. Mike, welcome to the show. Ah, Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Pleasure to have you. And you know, where focus goes, energy flows. Where is your energy going right now in the work that you do? Well, right now I'm putting a, a really like a really strong push to develop online education. I've been working approximately for maybe the past like 10 months or so on an online kettlebell program, primarily geared towards fitness professionals. And I've been traveling and teaching workshops for, for quite a while. And while I definitely still love doing that and that's going to be a big part of my business, I've just really, really wanted to see how I can, one, scale my business uh, a little bit easier and then two, just simply touch a lot more people. So a lot of my focus right now is on filming, creating educational content. And this first program, my very first one's going to be uh, a very, very comprehensive, at least to my understanding and what I've seen out there, it is hands down the most comprehensive online kettlebell program of its kind. Wow. That's exciting, man. That sounds like really cool. Um, and, you know, one of the things I love asking people who come on the show is how they, they balance their workflow and what they do and just reading your bio you do a ton of stuff you know you're working <laughs> with, you know you working with kettlebell powerlifters jiu-jitsu how do you kind of manage that yeah my schedule is honestly pretty crazy i mean i i, I sometimes I don't even know what time zone i'm in i mean i was just <laughs> off of a teaching trip of five days i'm home for three days then i fly to new york for oh, actually almost 10 days to teach then europe and um what i found you know, one of the one of the things, one of the, the kind of the the self um, the therapies that I've used that have been so 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 helpful is flotation. Getting getting in essentially a float tank, and I'm not quite sure if, if your listeners might be familiar with that, but it's getting so much more popular. And yeah. essentially, w- what it is is um, it's a well, there's different types, but it would be like a, a, a pod more or less that's filled with. There's only maybe about 10 inches of water in this pod, and what the pod has in the water is about 1,000 pounds of dissolved Epsom salts. And essentially what happens is, is the water is the exact same temperature as your skin. There's no light because you're enclosed in this pod, and due to the amount of salt that's in the water, you're completely buoyant, so you're, you're laying in this water in this almost kind of zero-gravity environment, and what, what it's really trying to do is kind of bring you back to the state that you were in the wound. And with without those selective pressures of gravity and in kind of that environment, the body can heal so much more effectively. And 
So I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be sponsored by, by a flotation center close by my home. And so I sometimes float anywhere from two to five days a week. And the amount of reset that I get in that um, is, has just been incredible. Um, so that's one of, the, one of the main things when I'm home that I do, um, and as well as saunas and stuff like that. But the flotation has just been an incredible tool to help make sure I'm recharged and refreshed. And when you speak of that flotation, is that the same thing as, as say, like a sensory deprivation chamber? I've heard of those. Exactly, exactly. Okay, gotcha. And how long do you spend doing that, like per session? How long does that last? (laughs) So I'm a little bit crazy. I I like to – I'm a little intense. Normally a session is 60 60 minutes. Um, I've done even up to overnight floats. So I've slept in the tank overnight, so, you know, six, seven hours. Uh, three hours floats for me like in the beginning when you're first starting out you can hop out of the tank really anytime you'd like um, but I, I really suggest like starting with 60 minutes and uh, so usually now I'm, I'm going anywhere usually about 90 minutes floats is, is what I, I love doing it gives, it gives me a little bit more time to really f- either do some visualization work do some meditation work in there or simply honestly after a flight just just sleep and crash out in there wow and so that's kind of recovery for both like a physical recovery, but also a mental, I take it as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And depending on, on the, the float center that, that um, there, there's so many different pods out there now, but uh, at least the flotation center that, that I go to called Balance Float in Redwood City, the pods are really neat because you can actually hook up audio to it. And so sometimes I'll do uh, binaural beats or if I wanted to listen honestly something something like motivational from Tony Robbins or anything like that like I do hypnotherapy as well sometimes I'll plug in my hypnotherapy tape in there and have it be more of a guided meditation to help me more on the on the mental aspect as well super cool you're gonna have to look into that and one more thing I want to dive into before we move on is you mentioned hypnotherapy and I spoke to someone a few weeks ago on the show, Justin Stenstrom, and he was talking about hypnotherapy and how that works. What do you do for that? How, what do, what, is there a specific program you use or, or guidance? How do you go about that? Uh, well, I, I've got, I haven't done too many sessions, but I have a one-on-one uh, gal that I go see uh, locally by here, and so she records all of our sessions, and then I take that recording on my phone, and then that's what I use to plug in the tank. So I don't have a, an app or anything like that. It's just been basically what kind of the personal stuff that I'm working through or working on uh, in that one-on-one session. And then towards the end, we do the recording. Super cool. Gotcha, gotcha. And so, you know, on your journey, Mike, I'm going to transition a little bit here, but we all start somewhere. And for you, it looks like you started super young at 15 as a power lifter. You know, how did you begin that journey? How did you get involved with that? And for anyone listening who might want to start, let's say, powerlifting to be specific, how can they get going with that? Yeah, you know, I, I was I started. It was pretty much between fourteen and fifteen when I really first getting started very very seriously in powerlifting, and that was you know right around my uh, my freshman year in high school. And it was interesting. What what allowed me to transition into powerlifting was uh, right before that I was a gymnast, and I was a gymnast from maybe I think I was like eight or nine years old up until fourteen. And what stopped my involvement in gymnastics was a low back injury. I had a, a pinched nerve right around L4, L5. Um, and the chiropractor that had rehabilitated me from that injury at the time was the drug-free uh, world bench press champion. Wow. 
And he was such a cool guy and so instrumental in being a mentor. And, you know, he told me, he goes, you know, you're, you're a real strong guy and, and I'd love to bring you into my powerlifting club, my powerlifting team and see what you can do. See if you like it. It could help, you know, the rehabilitative process a little bit with deadlifts and squats, etc. And so this guy, his name was Mike Ludovico, brought me in the gym and as soon as I was in there, I absolutely loved it. Um, I even in gymnastics, some of my most, some of my favorite aspects of gymnastics were the strength and conditioning days. And whether it was there or when I played football in high school, just freshman year, everything. When, when I look back now, everything that I loved about movement had to do with weights. And so I really got introduced to powerlifting from an injury, and then through this this gentleman who who helped rehabilitate me. But when I'm thinking about what would it what would help someone when they're first getting started, you know, when I think back, one, the first and foremost thing that that helped me honestly tremendously was having an amazing coach. Mm -hmm. And so that gentleman, Mike Ludovico, as well as the owner of the gym, really, really took me under my wing. And whether it was in gymnastics or where I'm competing now in kettlebell sport or Whatever I'm, I'm really doing right now, having a great coach and having a great mentor, I can't honestly say how important that is. And even if you're a coach out there, for example, whether you're a sports coach or whether you're a fitness professional, you know, if you consider yourself a coach, just always remember as well, you know, coaches need coaches. Um, I still pay a good amount of money for my coaches and my mentors, and so. I would say uh, the first thing would be find a gym that's successful, find a coach, and really be guided along the process because it, it can really, really set you up for, for long-term success. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that because I know a lot of people want to get involved with different sports or anything in general, and finding a mentor and a coach is so crucial to really beginning and keeping that process going on any journey, any success. And speaking of success – with, with that also comes failure and challenge. And so on your journey, Mike, how has a failure or apparent failure set you up for later success? Or do you have a favorite failure of your own? Sure. I mean, the, the one that comes up for me in terms of my, my favorite failure, and there's been a lot, and I'm still failing all the time. But uh, the, my favorite failure that that really comes up is, um, so I'm, I'm a competitive kettlebell sport lifter, and you know, for the the ranking that that I that I've achieved is is something called Master of Sport, and essentially all that means is I've been able to achieve a specific repetition rank, a specific repetition with a designated weight in my body weight class. And so, the long cycle event is essentially a clean and jerk with two kettlebells. I compete with two thirty two kilo kettlebells, and I have to do as many repetitions as possible without setting the bells down in a ten minute time frame. Now, that, that ranking master sport is kind of like you would consider it almost like, like a black belt, let's say, in jiu-jitsu or gotcha. in taekwondo, right? So it's, it's definitely a life achievement that takes a long time to, to, to work towards. And, and I had been coming close to that ranking for almost three to four years. Every single competition I would come close, but I wouldn't get to achieve the, the rank. And the reason being was is I had essentially what I discovered later to be uh, what we call a compartment syndrome in my forearm. And so at, no matter whether it was a competition or whether it was a, whether it was a hard training set, my left arm would get super pumped. Like it would swell. Let's just say it would almost get maybe not double the size of my arm, but 
there'd be a huge welt, almost like half of a baseball wow. that would form right on, on the top of my forearm. And it was really painful. It felt like a lot of pressure. And no one could figure it out. I spent almost that entire time, three-ish years, seeing every single practitioner I could get a hold of, whether it was acupuncturists, uh, very good chiropractors, neurosomatic therapists, craniosacral therapists, you name it. I pretty much exhausted all means possible trying to figure out what this was happening, what was going on. And the what, what medical doctors wanted to do is they wanted to cut my arm. And because essentially what was going on is if you think of um, the, the form, the compartment in the form like a like a sausage. And so the inside of the sausage, the meat, is the muscle, and the outside casing is the fascia, the connective tissue. What was happening is, is my fascia wasn't, wasn't essentially, blood was getting kind of trapped in that compartment. And they wanted to kind of cut the casing off the, off the fascia. They wanted to cut that, that sausage casing open. And uh, if that would have happened, that would have drastically impacted my future lifting as well. So pretty much medical, kind of the common Western medical approach wanted to do surgery, which I definitely didn't want to do. And so for competition after competition, getting them within one, two, three, four, five reps for that many years was, was really, really tough on me, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. And it wasn't until I sought out one-on-one -on -one coaching with Paul Check that he was able to identify some of the root causes of what was going on. And there we spent almost two and a half years of dedicated one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, to help solve it. And so after about almost two years of coaching with Paul, going through the rehabilitative process, um, I was able to come back and actually achieve the Master of Sport ranking. And so what's been so interesting about that for me personally is, one, you know, it was, it was incredibly satisfying to, to hit that goal. But also, when I think about now everything that I'm doing, where I I've always had a more holistic viewpoint of strength and conditioning, but having gone through that process, especially with just a master of holistic health like Paul Check, my, my dream today is really to share a more balanced approach to strength and conditioning, whether it's through the programming, whether it's through technique, uh, or simply whether it's through balancing someone's energy through meditation and floating and all these different things. And so I didn't, at the time, I only thought I was going for this ranking and that's all I could really see. Sure. But what I didn't realize was everything that I was able to kind of realize after through my work with Paul is a direct reflection of everything that I'm doing now. Wow. Yeah, that's super cool. I always find it so fascinating how people who experience uh, – failure or challenges along the way can then use that to their advantage and like you're doing now with your holistic model in your practice that's it's so empowering and inspirational so thanks for sharing that because i'm sure people listening can take something from that and move forward with that knowledge and so i'm like i'm gonna transition switch gears a little bit here we talked a lot about beginnings failures success challenges we're gonna transition into what i call the moment of mastery where you can share tips resources and insights directly to our listeners are you ready for this let's do it all right what is one daily habit that contributes to your personal success sure so the one thing and, and this might be this is a few habits but it's all kind of bundled in one uh the first thing that comes up for me is is having a daily routine um and so i have a pretty consistent every single morning what i do and it it's usually the first 
uh, depending on the day, between 60 and 90 minutes. And essentially, my morning routine is all about taking care of my needs first. Like, what do I need to do to satisfy my physical, my mental, my emotional, and my spiritual needs? So that that way, as the day goes on and whatever happens the rest of the day, one, I feel I feel like I'm coming from somewhere where, where I can give from an authentic place. And for me, my morning routine always start like right when I roll out of bed, um, roll out of bed, hop on the ground, and I do a little bit of a warm-up for my spine, almost like a joint mobility warm-up. So the, the very first thing I'm doing in my morning routine is just giving essentially my body some, some good love. And, and, and right from there, I head downstairs, have at least two to three cups of some good quality water with uh, a little bit of apple cider vinegar in it. Then usually the, the next thing I end up doing is usually reading for about anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes. And the reading could be anything. It could be something in motivational that I want to read or something strength and conditioning based, but something to kind of fulfill a little bit and get my kind of my brain working and, and feel that part of, of how I feel most nourished. Um, and then depending on if it's a training day or not, I might squeeze in a little workout or have some food. But it might sound simple, but a, a warm-up for my body, some water, some reading for mental nourishment, and then usually some type of movement and some food. Uh, is, is Those are kind of like my um, the things that I do without compromise. And, and after that, uh, then the rest of my day starts. Awesome. No, we love simple here on Simple Self Mastery. So, so that's awesome, right. man. Yeah. Um, that's super cool. Yeah, I, I've been really tweaking my own morning routine and I'm trying to uh, find the best balance. But I can really tell when when I don't do the routine, the difference is pretty staggering. Um, how you feel mentally, physically, emotionally, it's really powerful. Um, and when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do? How do you approach that? The, fir the first thing, and I'm going through it even right now with the amount of filming and, and everything that I'm trying to get done with this online program, as I mentioned before, I would say first thing is is getting in the floating. Like in those moments, for, for me at least, when I'm feeling more overwhelmed or unfocused, usually it's due to burning the candles at both ends in the sense of not getting enough sleep. And so, because I'm pretty sensitive, so even I, I'm usually in bed by 10:30 every night. But if I even go to sleep, you know, 30 minutes after that, it almost feels like I have a hangover the next morning. And then I feel the whole cascade of unfocused and overwhelmed. And so for me, it's just being very, very consistent as, as much as possible with my sleep. Uh, and then also when I need a little bit of extra help, that's when the, the floating comes in. Gotcha. And what is one simple action our listeners can take right now, wherever they are, to jumpstart their own success in fitness? The first thing that I would suggest is if you can get a hold of, as I mentioned with the powerlifting uh, example, is get a hold of a coach. Get a hold of someone who's doing what you want to do uh, and doing it successfully. And even if it's maybe you don't even maybe you don't even have them as a regular coach, but sit down with them, do a consult with them, explain where you are, where you want to go, hear their successes, hear their failures, and really see if there's anything that you can pick up from them because. You know, anyone successful out there has gonna is going to have to reach that level of success through a series of continual failures. And so, one, if you can learn, even if it's just from their wisdom and and to get their perspective on where you are and where you want to go, uh, that I would say is something that that you can do right away. Find some whether it's any at any level it could be professional, 
uh, help. It could be um, physical training help. It could be mental emotional help. But find someone, sit down with them, and have them have them look at what you're trying to achieve and where you want to go and, and give their insights. That that would be something that that I would suggest for sure. Love it, love it. And what is the book or books you've given most as a gift, and why? Or what are one to three books that have greatly impacted your life? The two the two books that come up for me, hands down, the book that I always give is How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy from Paul Check. And then the second is Nonviolent Communication, or it's also called Compassionate Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. Awesome. And, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and go ahead. No, no, you go, go for it. I was just with, with How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy, that book, in my experience, if people followed the book, and it's still the foundation of everything that I do with one-on-one -on -one clients and when I teach when it comes to holistic health and high performance, if people followed that book, it would heal probably about 90% of all the health-related challenges that, that we see out there. And so it's an incredible, not only nutrition uh, book, is, but how do you manage your stress? How do you incorporate sound exercise? Um, the foods you eat, when you eat, your sleeping patterns, circadian rhythms, all those sorts of things. So that's kind of my, my foundation uh, book. And, and the book that's helped me tremendously in terms of how to be a more effective communicator and still something I'm working on on a day-to-day -day basis is that book, Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. Because you know, communication for me is everything be simply because the, the more we go towards social media – the, the worse we are at communicating and and the, the better tools and I really appreciate his system and how he goes about things so that that's that's really an incredible resource so those two books are probably the two that I give out most frequently awesome yeah we're gonna put links to those in the show notes page of today's episode because I'm curious and I'm sure some of our listeners are as well those sound like really awesome books to check out and what advice would you give to a smart driven college student about to enter the real world so when I was thinking about this question, one of the things that came up for me was, you know, when I remember when I graduated college, you know, every, everyone, start, all my buddies started getting jobs and, and it was the first time that everyone, that, that my buddies actually had money coming in because in college, like you're living the college life, you're living lean and mean and right. you're, you're, you don't got much. But most all of my friends, when they first had some income coming in, they would literally they just went off the off the off the hinges they went out they partied even more and drank and and started getting um bottle service at places and going just crazy and for me i just never really understood that and so what i would say from a call from someone just entering the real world is stay focused you know you you might be the first time that you're having money in your pocket which is awesome enjoy yourself but really stay focused on, on really what counts and what you want because when everyone else is partying and all that stuff, it's like that's your opportunity to get ahead and focus on developing things like your communication skills, your real human relationships, all everything that you can do that's going to set you up for long-term success while everyone else is partying. And, and even if you – so save your money. Put that towards getting a good coach on whatever it is you want to do. And then really stay focused and trying to avoid those distractions because it's really going to set you apart from everyone else. You might even get a two, three, four-year jump, jump start from your friends in whatever it is that, that you want to do simply because you stayed focused and stayed disciplined throughout that.
Right on, man. Yeah, I could, you definitely hit the nail on the head there. Um, I graduated not too long ago, and I, I just look at my friends, and I see them kind of doing the things you've mentioned. And uh, it's definitely true. It definitely happens. And so, uh, yeah, your, your advice was spot on. And thank you for sharing that. And finally, Mike, where is the best place our listeners can go to learn more about you and what you do? Certainly. So my, my website is uh, www.mike salemi.io not.com.io that that's my website in case anyone wants to learn about what workshops I'm doing and stay updated on for example my kettlebell program but in terms of where I'm most active is Instagram and that's uh mike.salemi and it's s a l e m i so mike.salemi I usually post almost every day you can kind of see where I'm at I give tips on all forms of strength and conditioning and holistic health so that would be the best place to get a hold of me is on Instagram. Awesome. Masters of the Making. Go check out Mike and his work. And go check out simpleselfmastery.com. Type in Mike's name in the search. It'll shoot you over to the show notes page of today's podcast for links, resources, timestamps, and an overview of what Mike and I discussed today. Mike, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with all of us here at Simple Self Mastery. You mastered the Mike and share a ton of value. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks again for having me. If you enjoyed today's episode of Simple Self Mastery, please show your support by subscribing, leave a five-star rating, and a review. It is my honor and privilege to provide you with high-value, free content five days a week, and I'd be humbled by your support. Keep learning, keep listening, and keep working towards your own personal self-mastery. Thanks, and we'll catch you later.